You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem, bismillahir rahmanir rahim, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to another episode of The Breakfast Show here on the Voice of Islam radio station. You're listening to myself, Samar and Qayyum Rashid, and we will be with you, God willing, all the way up until 9 o'clock. So if you do have any questions, any remarks, any comments that you'd like to make, please feel free to do so. The number for you, as always, is 0208-687-7878. And of course, you can hit us up on our socials on Twitter and on Instagram at Voice of Islam UK. Um, we are speaking about some very uh, interesting topics, um, ones that I'm sure many of our listeners will be able to take benefit from. Um, uh, if you are f- familiar with the setup here on The Breakfast Show on, uh, on Voice of Islam radio station, you know that we usually sp- uh, split our two hours um, into two topics uh, along with the news as well um, but today we're going to be speaking about three topics um, and the three topics for you today are replacing social media use with physical activity we'll be speaking about the benefits of that um, uh, something which is also linked with our health uh, daytime eating may benefit our mental health that is the segment for the uh, well the second segment um, and last but not least we're going to be speaking about how a therapy found to improve cognitive function in patients with Down syndrome. Um, If you would like to get involved in any one of these conversations and discussions, then like I said earlier as well, you can hear us. Remember, this is your radio station and we'd love for you to get involved. So do pick up the phone and voice your opinion. 0208-687-7878 is the number for you to call. Um, But before getting into all of these, of course, we will be going through uh, the roundup, um, what the different uh, newspaper articles uh, are speaking about today and of course the weather as well uh, but before doing so Kayum, how are you doing today uh, we're, I mean, we're presenting after s- such a long while isn't it's, it it's, it's been some time yes uh, peace be on you brother it's good to see you again and good to be here uh, with you on breakfast show talking about the weather it is uh, a chilly start uh, it is but it is that time of year mm. where you know um, that we we you know we expect the weather to be chilly so it will be um, but it's going to be a, a fairly dry day in in the in the southern parts of UK um, with some sunny spells but um, like I always say you know the the, the the sun when it comes out at this time of year um, take it with a pinch of salt it ain't sunny it ain't warm the sun is out but make sure um, uh, make sure you're keep yourself keeping yourself warm or you have the the adequate clothing to ensure that when you do pop out and you do get fooled by the sun. Um, Make sure that you have adequate clothing to to keep yourself warm because, and the reason I say that is because um, I know so many people in the past few days who have caught a chill, um, like uh, over a matter of minutes, they've popped out and uh, they've gone out thinking, oh, it's it's a warm day, I don't need to wear a coat or or a or a, or a jumper, and within a day, few days, they have been uh, caught with a temperature or feeling unwell. So do 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 take uh, do take care. Likewise for driving, um, th- there is uh, there is some fog somewhere uh, in a lot some areas. Uh, so do take care. Make sure your fog lamps are working when when you're leaving home this morning, um, and make sure you turn them off at the right time because they're also uh, a, a terrible distraction when you don't need them on. In the northern northern areas, as always, uh, cloud and the north always go hand in hand. Um, cloud is building up uh, from the western areas, bringing spells of rain to the 
northwest. Uh, tonight, it's going to be a thicker cloud and rain will continue moving in from the western areas, affecting north and northwest areas. Um, it's going to be breezy in the northwest too, dry and clear to start in the southeast, but it will get even cloudier and maybe some rain later on. Uh, and that's the that, that's the weather um, mm-hmm. for, for, for today. Oh, okay. Um, uh, going into the, the headlines, NHS nurse in dock accused of baby murders and Ukraine bombed. Uh, so, uh, so some very interesting um, uh, newspaper articles that we see today. The Starting off with the Metro. So the baby poisoner, quote unquote, headlines the Metro as it leads on the opening of the trial of nurse Lucy Letby, accused of murdering seven babies and attempting to murder 10 other babies at the Countess of Chester Hospital. Miss Letby, 32 years of age of Hereford, denies 22 charges at Manchester Crown Court. Absolute bizarre. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, as much as we're focusing on the terrible crime that she's been accused of, it does bring into question the security checks. Mm. What checks are people going through that uh, they are ending up working with the most vulnerable, the most innocent um, human beings in society where newborn babies um, are being put into care or are being cared for in supposedly the most secure and safe places that one can think of, which yeah, is a hospital. Exactly. And and uh, parents are being subjected to such lifetime torture mm. that their child has been taken away from them. Yeah, and, and especially... In that moment when you've just delivered a baby as well, you, you, you're, you. There, there's so many emotions. Yeah. Um, uh, there's maybe family members coming to visit you, um, your your checkups and all of these different things as well. And you're you're you you don't want to also have this tension uh, in the back of your mind that something like this can also happen. I mm. mean, going through the news today and and it's on a few uh, uh, more of the uh, uh, newspaper articles as well, the outlets as well. But uh, I mean, this this is something for 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 parents especially uh they they don't want to even think about such a such a possibility isn't it has she actually said is she saying it wasn't her or she's admitted these things? no 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 she's she's saying that she she's denying it she's denying it yeah so it is it is an accusation yeah um, and of course innocent until proven guilty but 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 you know if we were thinking one child we're talking 22 charges mm. um you know of of uh Seven, I mean, seven, seven babies, man, seven innocent lives, seven pure innocent lives. Yeah, there, there's, there's got to be, um, there's got to be uh, some justification as to why this is happening. Now, whether she's doing it or whether there is some kind of ailment, whether there's some kind of virus, or whether there's some kind of, um, um, uh, you know, uh, where there's a cover up. I am I, with recent years. Mm. I leave nothing out yeah. because, yeah. you know, um, in this country, unfortunately, in recent years, there's been so many cover-ups, so many innocent people have been accused, so many people have been found guilty of the most heinous crimes mm-hmm. that it it does make one wonder where the truth lies. Yeah. So, you know, one prays, hopes and prays that God Almighty, um, you know, brings out the truth uh, and gives justice to the, the, the parents because yeah. the most important people in this equation are the parents of these innocent, innocent babies. Most definitely. Most you know? definitely. So 
Daily Mail also goes on, um, has, sorry, Daily Express has covered the, the, the same uh, headline where poisoner at work, nurse killed. Uh, the Mirror has, uh, has more or less the same. Uh, the Times has covered how the NHS nurse is in dock uh, for murdering seven babies. Um, it, it's more or less every single newspaper has uh, has covered uh, this, the, 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 the nurse story. However, Guardian has talked about Zelensky pleads for more help to combat Russian terrorist attacks. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, the language of uh, the, the Western media um, is, uh, I always find it strange that, uh, you know, as a country, we we always uh, talk about how our, our leaders talk about it. Oh, we are at war. Yeah. We're not. Mm. We're not at war. We're assisting a country who's at war. Yeah, yeah. It's two different things. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think instead of keeping a balanced perspective, they're saying yesterday in the in the mainstream news they talked about how an Iranian build. Look at the wording: an Iranian build missile was fired by Russia into Ukraine. Well, an American and a British and a German made missile was fired by Saudi Arabia to kill millions of Muslims in Yemen. Mm. Do we ever hear that? Do we ever do we ever hear the country of manufacturing yeah. where the weapon was made? Exactly. Because exactly. if that was the case, the West is the West would be in the dock for for infinite number of deaths. Yeah. The fact that they have used Iran is because Iran is in the news at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, rightfully so for the wrong reasons, the morality police and all that. And but the West is is hell bent on making it an, an Islamic issue. This mm. is an Islamic issue. Iran mm. is doing this because the the Islam is is that radical religion, and they have to have morality police. No, we don't. In Islam, we don't have to have morality police. And but the hypocrisy that annoys me is that yes, I am happy that people are standing up for for these women who rightly or wrongly they want to air their opinions and they are feeling that they are being oppressed mm. but where was the same people's opinion when women's headscarves were being torn off their heads exactly have a balanced perspective yeah. it, and I'm sorry to say it is sheer hypocrisy when it suits your narrative mm. You want to air your opinion. All these Hollywood stars and all these big people, supposed big people, are tweeting and and coming out in solidarity and cutting their hair yeah. because we are in solidarity. Well, hold on, I didn't see you um, kind of uh, stand up for the for the um, for the rights of women who choose who choose to wear a headscarf, yeah. which is most Muslim women who understand the faith and who understand that wearing a headscarf covers the head, not the brain. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop them thinking. It covers their head for a reason. You know, it's it is as simple as that. If you really want to understand, and again, I understood it because one, I remember it was on breakfast show, um, interviewing a young Muslim um, uh, hijabi as as she called herself, mm-hmm. and she okay. says, "Look, I I I'm I'm a academic, I'm a student studying PhD, and I wear a headscarf because it covers my head." Yeah. It doesn't cover my brain. Yeah. It doesn't restrict my thinking to do things. Exactly. And 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 it is as simple as that. Um, but the, the 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 double standards of the Western media is, um, it it is is frustrating to mm-hmm. say the least.
I mean, and that's that's always the problem, isn't it? It's yeah. the like you said, it's the hypocrisy and um, following the narrative whenever it suits oneself, yeah. and and that's that's that that's uh, it's it's such a cowardly it thing is. to do, isn't it? it? Is. I mean, yeah. from from the sayings of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may the peace yeah. and blessings of Allah be upon him, we we see that when uh, there, there are three types um, or, or three ways in which we can stop an injustice. Uh, he said that the the best way is to physically uh, stop something. This, this doesn't mean that you need to uh, bully someone into stopping something or uh, or not or, promoting violence. Exactly, exactly. It's just doing something um, in which uh, to protect. Uh, exactly. Um, the the second way in is which uh, in 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 which you use your tongue, um, you speak to the individual and you say that oh what you're doing is wrong you should stop from this you should you, you should stop this you should refrain from this, um, and last but not least the th- uh, well least uh, it, it is the the the, the lesser one, mm. um, the 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 final way is by just thinking yeah. that this is something which is wrong so you you might not have the guts to or you may not be able to physically stop something or verbally. Um, to 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 admonish people and tell them that what you're doing is wrong. The least that you can possibly do is just thinking about this. And and he goes on to say that this is actually the 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 worst and the lesser stage. Mm. Um, but this is the bare minimum that you should do. But over here we're seeing that it's not about. Uh, thinking that oh this is wrong or whatever it's all about tweeting or, uh, uh, or or speaking out whenever it suits ourselves fueling the fire and 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 using using the narrative to attack someone who's not even and they are they know that Islam has nothing to do with this this is an uh, uh, this is a country if you want to blame someone say blame you, you know the you can say clerics who have misinterpreted Islam because. Iran, again, it's one of the oldest um, um, democracies, or if, if according to the West, it's not, but mm-hmm. one, of the, uh, one of the oldest Persian empires, which still exists. Yeah. And the, the, fun, the odd thing that makes me laugh is they blame Iran for everything. Mm. Iran hasn't attacked a single country in 800 years. Oh, wow. In 800 years, yeah. even the Iran-Iraq war, Iran was attacked yeah. by Iraq. Yeah, yeah. So... For a country who's demonized for being the 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 uh, you know the, the evil one, mm. as they refer to it as axis of evil, yeah. a country that hasn't attacked anyone for centuries, mm. it's odd that the people who accuse Iran are at war every other day, yeah. are attacking countries every other day, and this is this is the sad fact of where we have reached in the in this t- in this day and age today where the west has refused the developed nations have refused to self reflect and look at their own actions which is why we are sitting where we are at the verge of a nuclear war yeah because it's always somebody else to blame don't get me wrong don't agree with anything what putin's doing yeah but when you corner someone into a, a position of insecurity and 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 then expect not a reaction yeah i'm sorry but you've been doing it for decades yourself yeah how yeah. is it that you why is it that you're expecting to give different reaction from putin and the fact that you have only woken up because ukraine is a thousand miles away from here mm. so suddenly when when he attacked when putin attacked georgia you said nothing when yeah. he attacked Crimea. You said nothing. Suddenly, when he's attacking 
you know, Kiev, yeah. which, as I said, the closest to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly you've woken up and suddenly it's it's become a moral issue and it's become war crimes. And it's, again, this one of the reasons why we were set up as Voice of Islam is to, to, to kind of debunk myths hmm. and, and to quash um, misconceptions about Islam and to kind of give a fair and balanced perspective. I'm I again it's a personal uh, opinion it ain't my war yeah but I stand with the Ukrainian people because especially the people who have been who are being um you know who are being f- fired upon with with cruise missiles and uh, and people are suffering agreed not a problem mm. but diplomacy talk about you know but all the nato countries have got together and then they are throwing weapons they are throwing weaponry at Ukraine to use against Russia Mm. and this notion that we can't send foot soldiers in because it would break the agreement again these these agreements we make technicalities they talk about sanctions Mm. well hold on most of mainstream Europe was still buying gas from Russia and paying them in rubles Mm. so where was when it when it suits you the unity is fantastic when it doesn't suit you, you have no problem in stepping out of this unity mm. because you, you need to look after the interest of your own people, rightly so. But you're, you're giving the impetus to, to Putin to say, you know what? We are under your control. Yeah. yeah. And look what's happening now. Now, Putin has stopped. Um, he's, he's closed the pipelines. So what's the Western governments doing? The normal sources where Africa and Asia went all the normal rates that they were buying gas at. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's the European nations on? They're going out there in the market and they're out, they outbidding effectively all the poorer nations. Yeah. And they are buying all the gas up and storing it. So what's happening? In the name of looking after their own people, yeah. the poor Some people of the, the world. people are going to uh, uh, perish because of that, isn't it? Goes back to His Holiness Hazrat Mizam Masur, I'm the head of the um, Ahmadiyya Muslim community and the fifth caliph to the promised Messiah, may Allah strengthen his hand, has been speaking about for 10 years. Where's the justice? Mm. Where's the equality? Where's the fairness? You must be just. You must be fair in distribution of these provisions. Mm. Otherwise, whether you believe it or not, the wrath of God comes in so many different ways. Yeah. And if you truly don't believe that we are on the verge of a catastrophe, then then only God may help you. Yeah. And this is, you know, it's in front of us. When when you know when leaders are saying this is the closest we're ever going, we, we this is the closest we've got to a nuclear war since 1963, Khrushchev, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Go and talk to people who were there at the Cuban Missile Crisis. They will tell you how scared they were. Mm-hmm. Today, we are so busy. We are so busy in our own um, greed to to build our, um, our our materialistic needs yeah. Yeah. that we are not actually realizing how much trouble we really are in. Yeah. That in a country like the fifth, sixth largest economy in the world, we're talking about blackouts. Yeah. We're talking about having electric blackouts, gas exactly. blackouts. Exactly. And and these are the same things we they used to make fun of for the third world country for exactly. having load shedding. Yeah, yeah. And and look what's happening upon, you know, you made fun yesterday, today you it's happening to you. Yeah. I all I say is that, you know, if if I don't you know, it's it's one of those bizarre things that it's so many things are happening. 
so many catastrophes one after the other mm. yet they don't wake up yeah to 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 some of the some of the reality self-inflicted realities to be honest mm-hmm. um especially one was to think of home here um you know the i um you know going on to the newspaper that the prime minister is is going to be facing some uh, is going to be facing a showdown with her own rebels from members from her own party why because the last government had uh, had said that the poor and needy the people who are in the lower end of the um, of the economy uh, who 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 need who are the most vulnerable their benefits must go up in line with inflation because they are they are they need the help the most mm. and she said no she said she's going to be doing it in line with 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 wages which mean which is effectively half of inflation mm. the rebels have said no the mandate which we, which on which they were elected was that it will be inflation and she's having to fight her own members let alone the opposition parties yeah yeah uh, who she has uh, uh, you know labeled as anti growth again we are in a country where the vulnerable we know how vulnerable the society is we know how how much of energy crisis is going to be affecting the elderly the disabled the people who are vulnerable yet we are giving tax benefits to the rich and we're taking money away from the poor mm. where does that make sense how, how how does that not make you wonder that we are living in a society which is not uh, progressing this is not a progressive society yeah we are living in a regressive society where we are openly being cruel and that's the word i use selectively yeah we're being cruel to the people out of choice yeah we are choosing not to give provisions to the people who need it most mm. because it is there's no political will for it yeah i mean that's that is the problem isn't it yeah. i mean we 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 can see i mean there's a few things on on what you just said as well um first of all there's uh, there's what islam teaches us about being just right yep. um i mean world governments uh, any other religion you name it all the, the the extent of which they go to is to treat someone the way that you would like to be treated right yep. being just and that's yeah. that's good enough right but islam teaches us that to go a step further it, that that's basically just just the beginning of it the, the what islam teaches us is that the way a mother would nurture uh, her child he, she would look after her child that is the relationship that we should have with absolutely everyone in society and remember when god almighty ha- uh, told us or taught us uh, this injunction right he didn't say that oh well uh, except for those people who you're at war with or yeah. except for those people who have been cruel with you or except for those people who maybe are so below your your living standard that you don't even look at them right and uh, it, none of this uh, has been said rather this is a general and an open statement for 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 which an, an umbrella term if you may um in which everyone falls under right so whoever we see we need to to look after them the way that a mother would be nurturing for her own child right one thing um the second thing that you said is that about the catastrophes yeah. and so much is going on right this is actually a prophecy 
um, that the Holy Prophet of Islam, may the peace, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, made over 1400 years ago, that there will come a time when there will be so many different uh, problems, ailments, whether they're natural disasters, whether they're man-made things. Um, and that is the time when uh, the end will be drawing near, right? Mm. And that is the time that the promised Messiah upon whom be peace will come. Um, and p- p- people from all faiths, they're, they're waiting for this Messiah, right? Mm. And we've so fortunate that, uh, as the Ahmadiyya Muslim community that we've um, accepted uh, and believed in the promised Messiah who came in the name of Mirza Ghulam Ahmad of Qadian, upon whom be peace. Um, and currently, like you mentioned, we're going through the fifth successorship um, through His Holiness, Hazim Mirza Masoor Ahmad, may Allah strengthen his hand. Um, and this is this is what what we need to be, be taking heed of, isn't it? Most definitely. And, you know, to putting into perspective exactly what you said, if one was to look at history, and if you're a history buff, if you're not, Google it. Uncle Google will give you an answer <laughs> that these catastrophes that we're talking about happened, started happening over 100 years ago. Yeah. You know, the fact that we talk of world wars, mm. the first one happened nearly 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah. We've second world, and before then, we had the plague. We Before, before then, we had so many different catastrophes, which were, um, from a medicinal, from a medical point of view, we had um, ailments like disease. We had natural disasters. Then we had world wars. And that's the time that we talk about that... The one messenger, the one Messiah that every single faith has specifically been spoken to. And if you were to read the scriptures of all the books, you would actually be surprised that all of them talk about exactly the same conditions that Brother Summer has just outlined, that there will be natural disasters, there will be disease, there will be self-inflicted conflicts. Every single scripture, be it um, from a from a Hinduism perspective, from Jewish, from Buddhist, from Zoroaster, from Christian, Muslim, you name the religion in the world. If you read the authentic books of these of these faiths, they all talk about the coming of the Messiah in one way, shape, or form at a time when all of these um, incidents and and uh, events would have occurred. Worth worth going and reading into. I can assure you. Go to go go to org and you will be able to find all of these uh, the answers to all these questions. Or if if you want uh, another perspective, go on to uh, go and search up uh, a magazine called Review of Religions, and it will it has covered all of the religions yeah. from an Ahmadiyya Muslim perspective because. If one was to, again, be rational and reasonable and and apply a cool head, then every single faith in this world cannot have their own Messiah. They wouldn't make any sense. Mm. There has to be only one. And the one who will come and unify the world, and unify the world not by the sword, not by war, but by reason, by rationality, by the mighty power of the pen, by, by knowledge not by the power of the sword, as so many people still believe in in such narratives. Mm. But if one was to look at in the day and age that we live in and the evolution of the mind of man, the intelligence levels of of, of man is such that it doesn't need to resort to violence to unify and to look for similarities and build bridges. Those days are long gone. And when the promised Messiah came and claimed his Messiahhood, he's, and his exact words were, I'm sure Brother Summer will assist me here, 
something about how the the, the it is that time of of uh, um, spreading the religion through by sword exactly. is is ending. Yeah, yeah. And now it's it's the time for the for for the, for the pen and has or, has ended. Yes, not ending has ended. Ended. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean like, yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's it, it just goes to show that, and and this is something which which we all know. Yes, I mean, even when when our children go to go to school, the first thing that they they that they learn when they when they're not maybe sharing their toys or or, or whatever their pencils with their their classmates and their peers, the teachers and if they if they do push and shove and all of these things, the teachers will tell them that this is not the way. You, yeah. sharing is caring, and of course, um, you, you don't you don't resort to violence. violence. Speak to one another say that maybe okay i'm just going to use it for another two three minutes or so and then i'll hand it over to you yeah. you can also use it i mean it's it's as simple as that it's, yeah. it's a it's a simple dialogue and sometimes i think the best way to even understand is through such simple terms because we're we when we we feel that once 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 we we grow up and uh th- then everything needs to be uh, complicated everything needs to be difficult no it doesn't mm. it's it's as simple as that we you make just, it complicated. you just speak to one another That's right. you yeah. have that, that uh, conversation you have that discussion yeah. um, and, and it's in, and it's all about uh, having that dialogue right yeah. I mean even in relationships so many relationships break down because of the lack of co- uh, communication yeah. when you don't have that communication when you're not speaking to one another when you don't voice your opinion and when you don't tell one another that oh wait you did this and I, I was offended a little bit or mm-hmm. you did this and I, I didn't I didn't feel too too right about the way you had said such and such thing or did such and such thing whatever whatever right but when we don't have have that dialogue and when we bottle things up when they come out they come out far worse um, and that's exactly what we're seeing within not just the relationships with with uh, that we all have uh, in our so- social circles, but which countries are having with that's one right. another. Yeah. And remember, we always say, I mean, our regular listeners uh, will be well aware of this. We always say here on the Voice of Islam radio station um, that which uh, His Holiness keeps on uh, echoing as well. And that is that we live in a global village, right? Anything that we do has a knock-on effect to, to one another. Mm. And that it's, not, it's not limiting it to... To, to to cities and boroughs and and districts and and and, and things of that sort, but even countries, countries. and continents. Yeah. I mean, whatever we do, it will have an effect on our neighboring countries, and it doesn't have to be neighboring in the sense of those countries which are closest to us, but rather anywhere in the world. If it has a, an effect, obviously we need to be mindful of that, mm-hmm. and it does have an effect. So we definitely need to be thinking about this at all times, without a shadow of a doubt. I think uh, you know it's it's uh, w- one of the findings. Even you know, after the pandemic, was people more and more realized that, irrespective of the kind of money you have, irrespective of the kind of power you had, um, when you're gonna, when you're gonna, when you get, when you get hit by challenges, none of that is going to help you. Mm. Um, and and again, I'll never forget the day when um, when the prime minister at that time, Boris Johnson, was hit by COVID. Yeah, and it, the, the and then President Trump at that time was hit by COVID, and. and it made you think, hold on, these are some of the most powerful men in the world. Yeah. Yet, they are absolutely helpless. Yeah. They can do nothing. All the power they have, all the money they have, all the influence they have, mm. yet nothing. Yeah. And it's those kind of th- times, those were signs that, hold on, have a look here. Mm. You know, think of it with an open, cool mind that you think, these are the most powerful people. We talk about them in a way as well. We kind of put them on a pedestal that these people are supposed to be the leaders of the free world. Yeah. Well, how free is it that they they think they themselves are gods and look at them? Yeah. 
they need god exactly exactly and and you know things like the pandemic and uh, kind of made people realize that there is a higher power mm. because they were left in a position where they had no choice but to say please god help us yeah and now that we're coming out of the pandemic people have gone back into their own default situation mm. materialism greed i want i want i want and again the leaders of this world are doing exactly the same they are playing god with innocent people's lives in the name of in in uh, under the, the guise of political will and and again um that whether whether we like it or not or whether you like it or not as as people who don't believe in religion and who always blame religion for all the ills of society i can assure you no matter which faith you look at faith is the only thing that will kind of guide you back to ethics morals and values and and uh, you know if if it it's become too cool and too trendy to challenge ethics morals and values and until you get back to these basics um i can uh, you know one hopes and prays that that uh, that that uh, you you see you heed um guidance uh, and you listen um to to the voice um of of the caliph of the time of the fifth caliph of the promised messiah um because if you were to listen to his sermons his addresses his speeches of the past 20 years since 2003 all he has spoken about is peace justice and 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 equity in society and in fact he has spoken about uh, the 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 shortages of gas electric 10 years ago 2013 mm-hmm. he talked about we're going to get to a position if we carry on this way we're going to get to a time where we're going to have a lack of these things and the rich will get richer and the poor will suffer because the rich will try and go and buy up all the all the provisions and look what i just said yesterday yeah. i spoke to a professor uh, who talked exactly this on the drive time show who said at the moment all the west is doing is going up around the world and buying up all the provisions and outbidding outbidding the poorer african and asian nations yeah. who are going to be suffering over the cold winter winter times it it's time people woke up um because um the whole point of us saying all this is no you, you, you tomorrow you won't have the excuse uh, of saying oh we didn't know mm, exactly we're here to tell you exactly that <laughs> www.alislam.org.uk yeah or give us a call 02086877878 and tell us your your opinion tell me where tell me and my brother Osama where we are wrong you know we're willing to listen we're willing to give you a shot say look you know prove me wrong mm Or follow us on our social media platforms at Voice of Islam UK. Yeah, and and it's not a uh, uh, one or the other. You no. you can do both. Exactly. <laughs> you, you can follow us as well, <laughs> yes, and you can you also can. give us a call. <laughs> um, we're going to be going into our first uh, main segment now. Just a quick reminder for you: um, we're going to be speaking about three main topics uh, today: replacing social media use with physical activity. Uh, along the same lines, daytime eating may uh, benefit mental health, and last but not least, a therapy. found to improve cognitive function in patients with down syndrome um uh, f- uh, just getting into the first one um if you spend 30 minutes less on social media every day and engage in physical activity instead you do a lot to improve your mental health according to a new study uh, participants who followed this advice for 2 weeks felt happier more satisfied 
less stressed by the COVID-19 pandemic and less depressed than a control group. Um, These uh, effects lasted even six months after the study had ended. So there's a few things which we want to discuss here uh, before the 8 o'clock news, God willing. Um, The the downside of social media, okay? So, of course, this is something which we we speak about uh, a lot uh, here on the Voice of Islam radio station and it's very much linked with this topic as well. So in times of lockdowns, um, and contact restrictions due to, to to the pandemic. Social media channels like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter and WhatsApp ensured that we still felt connected to other people. Social media serves as a distraction from the stress and anxiety we feel in our daily lives. This was uh, one of the reasons why it was so widely used during the pandemic. It is a great medium of communication and ensured during lockdown that we could stay in contact with other people. However, of course, with uh, a lot of other things, social media has its downside as well. Fake news and conspiracy theories can cause widespread anxiety and heavy use can lead to addictive behavior as well. Um, And this behavior can sometimes lead to individuals forming an emotional attachment to social media. These are just a few of uh, of uh, the, the the many problems that we can see with social media, and we're speaking over here about how the, uh, the lessening the usage of social media and uptake uh, and upping the level of uh, physical activity that we have in our daily lives how that can make a difference in our mental and physical health. Um, and uh, so I mean, if we just go through the experiment, uh, you know, what, what was done uh, over here, the two-week... Um, uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll speak about that in a little while. Uh, we'll go through what the two-week experiment was. But uh, it, in your opinion, what do you think uh, of this? Lessening um, uh, the, the the amount of social media you, do, you use by half an hour, Hour per, uh, daily, and uh, instead of that, using it for physical activity. What, what's your I thoughts? think it's it's uh, you know it's something that should have been happening from day one. I mean, you know, we talk about these uh, gadgets that we use as smartphones, um, and we call them smart technology. Yet uh, the it's the machine which is supposedly smart, but it makes the users, um, dare I say it, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Or it it uh, uh, or if I was to put it into more um, uh, you know balanced words, it stops you thinking and it does the thinking for you. Yeah. And if you're not going to use your brain, um, it will have an effect on the way you do things. Mm. Um, the earlier when me and some brother Summer were talking, the reason I kind of smirked at the word Uncle Google, yeah, is because that's how people treat them. Yeah, when they can't find an answer, they think Google it, and they they automatically assume they're going to get to the right answer. Yeah, not realizing companies pay millions and millions and millions of pounds to make sure that their answers, their answers, their responses, their companies, um, their products are the first thing that is at the top of of the list. The idea that uh, that that um, you know half an hour of uh, a half an hour less use of social media will um, and, and and replace it with the physical activity. I don't think there's anything better. Um, I think it should. It's it, it's a good start. I think half an hour um, of of physical activity um, will um, you know physical activity always kind of releases positive um, 
um, um, chemicals in your brain and it makes you think that much more. We're living in a society at the moment where, um, you know, most people tend to work behind a desk um, even um, or, or they spend half their half their days sitting in traffic on cars. Um, the 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 idea of having physical activity um, as part and parcel of your day is reducing day by day, um, and uh, we're 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 starting to get to a point where society is um, you know is is uh, is is we're, we're living in an unhealthy society, and the idea that mental health is a separate um, topic from physical health um, is a myth. They both go hand in hand. And the more physical activity you do, the better it is for your mental health. Um, to 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 look at it from the Islamic way of life, if one was to look at Islam again with a um, with an open and reasonable open mind, with open hearts and open eyes, you will realize um, that uh, the Holy Quran is is the perfect word of God Almighty, where the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Uh, is the we, we believe him to be the perfect human being and the ideal uh, human being because he was embodiment of the Holy Quran, and everything that the Holy Quran said, the Holy Prophet acted out. He lived the word of God. Everything that God said, he carried it out practically. If you were to look at the pillars of Islam, they are practical. Um, all of them have practicalities in it. Islam is a practical religion; is not a religion of just words. Yeah. If one was to look at even when you, when when you recite um, the, the the oath of when you um, when you when you become a Muslim, it is it is an action one needs to do. If one was to um, look at the fasting, it is a physical action. If one was to look at um, praying, doing salat is a physical action. If one was to look at uh, the pilgrimage. You have to do a physical. Every aspect of Islam is 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 less words, more action. Um, you know, if in order to, uh, you know, if one was to look at the two fundamentals of Islam, is to worship God Almighty, which has to be done in a physical form, and the other way is to serve humanity, again, which has to be done in a physical form. If you don't serve humanity you cannot seek the pleasure of god because they go hand in hand people who sit and talk and and talk and talk and just um give advice and don't follow their advice in a practical form um you know it it, it never works again we were talking about children earlier if all of you who are parents out there know if you tell your child to do something they will listen but if you show them if you if you're doing an act and they see you doing it the chances are they will do it a lot more than you saying it. Yeah. Because kids and human beings follow others what they do. Mm. To give advice, if I was to say to a child, please do this, and then don't do it myself, yeah. they will think, they will see, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah. why isn't he doing giving? Why, why isn't he not practicing what he preaches? Exactly. So it, the, this notion of, of this idea of... of uh, um, increasing your physical activity by half an hour and reducing social media. Of course, I, I would, I would, I would find it surprising if there's anybody out there who challenges this narrative. Mm. I think half an hour is not enough. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we we live in a society where we talk about freedom to such an extent that we have got to the verges of anarchy because we've got rid of the parameters of freedom. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we look at societies like in 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 uh, 
in Southeast in Southeast Asia, in China, where they have said, well, they have limited the number of hours you are allowed to be on social media because they found that their youth of their country were were being affected. The 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 productive out outcome of them being on social media was negative. So they took action. Now whether whether it's an agreeable political um, um, uh, action or not is irrelevant. Mm. Fact is, the youth, the people who were addicted to these things, have benefited yeah. because um, the government has put restrictions in place for the benefit of the people. Yeah. Now, the fact that oh, they have stopped, uh, um, you know, um, um, access to the Western media or not. Is is another argument to be had. That's mm-hmm. a political argument. Yeah, yeah. But in principle, if a government, uh, you know, if a government has take taken action to help the youth or the people of their country, instead of calling them nanny states and labeling them and 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 kind of um, looking at only the the negative side of it, again, as I say, this is a discussion that needs to be had with an open mind, with an open heart and open eyes, mm. and looking at. Um, looking at uh, at at uh, the the subject matter, um, you know, in a fair and a just way, and and be truthful to yourself to say, look, you you know, you spend too much time on the phone. Yeah, you know, end of the day, it is you who gets affected. End of the day, it is you whose actions are going to improve your well being. Yeah. No one's going to come and do it for you. Yeah, of course, of course, and and and. I think this is a positive step, and I think this should be followed through, and and people should take heed again. Yeah. Um. Your your, your physical well being will lead to automatic mental uh, well being of your mental health. Mm. That's just a proven fact. Definitely, definitely. But the the only sort of problem that I see with this, um, and, and I was thinking about it when uh, a couple of days ago when I was going through the uh, the, the 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 findings and things as well, um, is that. Of course, it's definitely a positive uh, step in which we want to up the amount of exercise that we do on a daily basis uh, and lessen the amount of screen time that we have. Um, that's that's obvious. That's a given, right? Like yep. you said, there, there wouldn't be anyone who disagrees with that. Mm. But the the only problem that I see over here is that the and I'm sure most people are like this of course there will be exceptions but uh, the majority of the people will use social media throughout their day so it wouldn't be you know what I've got let's say this is half an hour right it let's it wouldn't be that you're just for one hour straight right you're just on your phone flicking through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook going through your feeds right it would be that maybe okay you've got Five minutes here. You've spent it on your on social media uh, applications. You've got another ten minutes. You're waiting for someone. You've used it on social media. Another fifteen minutes here and there. Whatever. Throughout your day, you might have used it for an hour. Mm. But I doubt uh, there will be anyone. Like I said, there there are exceptions, um, but there there won't be many people who have a continuous one or two hours uh, that they're spending on their phones on social media. They can be on their phones, but that obviously that's See, for work I, I and think for other the other way. Really? I think there'd be so many people I know of people once they get onto social media platforms like TikTok. Yeah. They spend days on it. I mean come on, days. I'm being I'm telling you. Look, pandemic, we give pandemic as an example. Yeah. People spent days yeah. just flicking through TikTok because 
that's the nature of these social media platforms. They're addictive. They're addicted that to is, a point. But, but, we, but we have our lives as well, isn't it? Before, earlier, you said we're, we're so busy. We in, are, in, brother in, Summer. Uh, acquiring our material wealth and things of that sort. You've got, you've got college, you've got uni, you've got work, Agreed. you've got family Agreed. commitments. Agreed. However, my look, I'm of an age where I'm 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 I mean, mid- we should I'm, be I'm, speaking I'm about the opposite. You should be saying what I'm saying. I exactly. should say what you're saying. Yes, it. I know. <laughs> but but I I'm of an age where my children are are in their 20s now. Yeah. And my fear and again a lot of people say to me that you pick on the youth. I said I don't pick on them. I look at it from a point of view that they don't realize <clears throat> because the, these are the things that have been presented to them all their lives. Yeah. So to them is the norm. Mm. This notion of influencers, this notion of I want to follow certain people. There, there, there is, in my generation, there were a lot more leaders. Mm-hmm. There were a lot more people who were allowed to think for themselves and they chose to think for themselves. Whether they did something or not, with that is another topic. Yeah. But they, they, they were free thinkers. Mm-hmm. We are creating a generation of people who don't think. They just follow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the the one of the biggest disadvantages of um, of social media. Yes, I agree. They don't necessarily have to be on the platform, but that's the power of this social media. That even when they're off it, yeah. the route that they're taking, their mindsets are based on the influencers and 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 the the lifestyles that they have kind of adapted to that are, they've seen on social media media. And they want to follow those routes, those paths. Mm. What I'm talking about is turn your phone off for half an hour. Yeah, Turn it off. And again, there was a survey a few years ago on this where if, let's say we're talking about blackouts. Yeah. Can you imagine? And this is a factual thing. I was actually, I thought they were joking. They said the 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 fear of blackouts is if there was a, ever a situation where there was a lack of electricity and the youth were not able to charge their phones, there will be a mental health epidemic. That's how much reliance young people have on these these machines that experts actually believe that, again, it's it's not something that they know, but it's something that they they kind of gauge Mm -hmm. from the trends in society that the youth will have that they will have a mental health epidemic on their hands if people are not able to access their phones because they're dead. There's no electricity to charge them. Yeah. They won't know what to do. Yeah. And and that's the point I'm saying that I find this a positive move, but I think they need to say, turn your phone off for half an hour to do specific physical activity. Mm. And it's it's something that needs to be done. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It, it, I don't think it should be just studies and research. I think, uh, you know, Prime Minister, if you're listening, it should be a government policy. <laughs> <laughs> no, most certainly. Most certainly. Uh, just quickly before uh, the news as well, the book on social media by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community uh, published here in the UK discusses uh, an aspect on uh, benefits of social media um, in which His Holiness has repeatedly drawn attention to using innovation and communication to strengthen our relationship with religion so that we may gain benefit from the educational and spiritual treasures. These worldly resources 
resources are bringing precious souls to the right path leading to Islam. His Holiness has on many occasions stated that the best social media platform is, of course, MTA, which is the Muslim television uh, uh, channel for, for Ahmadiyya Muslims around the world. Uh, at an address at the annual uh, gathering of the ladies uh, here in the UK uh, on the 25th of October, back in 2015, uh, uh, it said that, uh, His Holiness said that, as I have said today, we are able to utilize modern technology to convey our teachings. Apart from MTA, we uh, also have the uh, websites within the community through which programs and books filled with knowledge and information are easily available. And so, of course, it is our duty to make the make the proper use. And I say proper because, like us, like we said earlier, there are so many downsides and negatives uh, re- uh, related to this as well. So we need to make uh, proper use of the good things um, and, of course, exercise at the same time as well. Here is the 8 o'clock news. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to the breakfast show here on the Voice of Islam radio station. Just a quick time check for you. It is two minutes past eight on Tuesday, the 11th of October 2022. Um, and we are now going to be going to our second segment. But before we do so, um, and just as a reminder for you, this is about daytime eating and how this may benefit our mental health as well. Um, if you are just tuning in, uh, in the first hour, um, along with the news, we were speaking about how replacing social media use with physical activity uh, is something which has been proven to 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 be of benefit. Uh, there was a total of 642 volunteers who were uh, recruited by the team and they, they went through this um, uh, six-month period, uh, well, two-week period, but these, they, they looked at the results for it uh, following up to six months um, and they found that this there was a benefit in this. Um, before moving on to the topic on how daytime eating may benefit mental health, we're going to be listening to a, a short audio clip of uh, His Holiness um, uh, back from uh, from January this year, the beginning of this year, in which His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Masood Ahmad may Allah strengthen his hand took a virtual class with um, uh, the young Ahmadi Muslims of Nigeria um, and uh, this is his guidance uh, concerning the use of social media. Please I would like to only ask the guidelines concerning the use of social media for Ahmadi students. You see, in the social media, there are some good things and bad things as well. Eh? But unfortunately, the bad things are outnumbering the good things in the social media, right? So, you Ahmadi students can also create a platform in the social media, where you provide to the people, to empty students, to empty youth, and to other as well, the things which can, which can help you to um, uh, make you better morally, which are which can help you to enhance your educational level, which are. Uh, which can help you to better your spiritual level. So, in this way, and also 
try to pick up even there are those those who i mean sites on the social media which are helpful for educational betterment or some other things you can also promote them and give your comments to them and suggest your khudam and students that they can visit those items and those so social media platforms which are spoiling your life they are morally corrupt i mean they they their their programs are morally making you morally corrupt or can corrupt your you spiritually or morally then ask your students not to see them okay so this is our duty we have to do this thing but if you create your own social media platform that would be better then at least you can uh, um, those who are are in you are very much fond of visiting social media they, if you have your own social media which can help you to um, increase uh, their knowledge and make them morally and spiritually better that will also help them to quench their thirst with regards to social media that was his holiness the current worldwide head of the ahmadiyya muslim community azam azam masoor ahmad may allah strengthen his hand uh, in regards to um, uh, his guidance concerning the use of social media and with that we are going to be going straight to our second segment for the day the daytime eating uh, may benefit mental health so A study on meal timing found that eating at night increased depression and anxiety-related mood levels among participants. Investigators have designed a study that uh, simulated night work and then tested the effects of daytime and nighttime eating versus daytime eating only. The team found that among participants right, in the daytime and nighttime eating group, depression-like mood levels increased by 26% and anxiety-like mood levels by 16%. Participants uh, in the daytime only eating group did not experience this increase, suggesting that meal timing may influence mood vulnerability. So, just going through the the article, um investigators from Brigham and Women's Hospital, uh, a founding member of the Mass General uh, Brigham Healthcare System, designed a study that simulated night work and then tested the effects of daytime and nighttime eating versus daytime uh, uh, eating only like we just mentioned the team found that among participants um uh the the the, the depression mood like uh, uh levels increased by 26% and anxiety uh, levels by 16% um and uh, uh the the results are published in the proceedings of the national uh, uh, academy of sciences um and just quickly before we speak about how the study was uh, um uh, how the study actually was conducted um patience and trust in allah uh, are fundamental concepts uh, which we always need to keep in mind um as and as it states in chapter 33 verse 4 of the holy quran and put thy trust in allah and allah is sufficient as a guardian Um if we go forward to chapter 14 verse 13 Allah the Almighty states over there that and why should we not put our trust in Allah when we he has shown us our ways and we will surely bear with patience all the harm you do us so in Allah let those who trust put their trust 
So, of course, we should always put our reliance on uh, 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 God Almighty. Um, and this is something which we always need to keep in mind. Just uh, we'll quickly um, speak about how they went through uh, this uh this uh, study uh, and then we'll speak to our experts um, as well uh, and get more insight uh, into this. So to conduct the study, um, Shea, Shelepa and colleagues enrolled 19 participants uh, of which 12 were men and 7 women uh, for a randomized control study. Participants underwent a focused uh, desynchrony uh, protocol in dim light for four 28-hour days, um, such uh, that by the fourth day, their behavioral cycles were inverted by 12 hours, simulating night work and causing a circadian misalignment. Participants were randomly assigned to one of two meal timing groups, the daytime and nighttime uh, meal group, which had meals according to a 28-hour cycle, resulting in eating uh, both during the night and day which is typical among night workers, um, and the daytime-only meal uh, intervention group, which had meals on a 24-hour cycle, resulting in eating only during the day. The team assessed depression and anxiety-like mood levels every hour. So um, before we speak to our guests, Akiyum, uh, what, what do you think... Um, I mean, we, we we kind of know what the results were anyway, mm. but uh, what do you think um, uh, happened? Um, of course, uh, you know, if if uh, you're eating at um, intervals during the day um, and uh, you, you mentioned that everything needs to be taken into context and, and you quoted verses from the Holy Quran. Uh, again, uh, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, that the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is an embodiment of of. Uh, the teachings and the guidance that that is he is the embodiment of the Holy Quran he put into practice, and the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him always talked about how when you eat, eat sit down and eat, yeah, eat slowly, yeah, a third water, mm. a third food, mm. and keep a third empty, yeah, and between sleep and food, uh, there should be an adequate gap. So a lot of people have this habit of eating, then sitting on the sofa, yeah. and then within minutes of them eating at nighttime, yeah. they fall asleep. There needs to be um, a, a couple of hours gap between your last meal and the time you sleep because it gives it time to digest. It gives you time to breathe. It gives you time to to to... Um, um, you know, to choose when to go to sleep instead of doze off because you've you've overeaten. Yeah. So all of these things were practiced by the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And again, the, these are things that uh, he did fourteen hundred years ago, um, and it's good, you know. And and over time, obviously, now with scientific research, yeah, all of these things are coming to light. Um, which kind of goes back and proves the point that we spoke about earlier, that a lot of these things in Islam, in the Islamic way of life, mm-hmm. 
have been practiced uh, in 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 the Muslim countries for over fourteen hundred years. Exactly, and, and this is actually what we're going to be speaking about with uh, with our experts as well. Um, and we, we do have with us on the line our first guest for the show, Dr. Robin Tucker, uh, who's an associate professor in the Department of Food Science and Human Nutrition at Michigan State University. She studies the effects of sleep problems like insufficient and poor quality sleep on nutritional uh, nutrition related health outcomes like weight gain and diet. Diabetes. Assalamualaikum, peace be upon you. Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you for for, for for being with us. We're excited to hear about your, your answers as well. I mean, we were just speaking about um, how the Holy Prophet of Islam, the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, almost 1500 years ago now, said uh, how there should be a, a gap in between our dinner and uh, when we sleep. Uh, and, and obviously in the last uh, 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 well, 100 years or so, we've seen how science has also proven uh, these uh, such things as well. So the first question that we wanted to ask you was, why does eating late at night affect our uh, metabolism? That's a a great and really interesting question. And I think we need to understand that your metabolism or or how quickly you burn calories follows the circadian rhythm. And circadian is just a fancy term for saying that something that follows a pattern that repeats Mm -hmm. about every 24 hours. So in terms of metabolism, naturally highest in the morning and slower in the evening and that cycle repeats every day and so what this means is that really all things being equal if you eat uh, a meal in the morning uh, versus a meal at night you'll burn fewer calories after that evening meal and burning fewer calories can lead to weight gain and a large meal at night also doesn't give you a lot of time to burn the calories that you've consumed if you're eating just before bed so that's another contributing factor to weight gain And I think these changes in metabolism and and meal timing, um, from a scientific point of view, explain research findings that, you know, where people who eat their largest meal at night are at higher risk for obesity than those who eat their largest meals earlier in the day. Hmm. They actually experience a protective effect against obesity. So we have kind of an old saying where, you know, you should eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and supper like a pauper. I was just about to (laughs) say that that as well. (laughs) Yeah, it does does have a ring of truth to it. So so even back before we had all the science, people kind of understood that that meal timing is important for health. Yeah, yeah. Um, If if I may, you talked about metabolism. In in today, we, we were talking about social media earlier, and so many different so-called experts come on uh, social media and they talk about how one is able to control their metabolism. Is, is, that, is that fake news or is that something that people can do? I, well, I think, you know, genetically, you know, we're, we're kind of given a baseline for metabolism. But you can sort of increase the amount of, of calories that you burn during the day, and that's really what metabolism is. It's burning energy for, or sorry, burning food for energy. You can uh, make sure that you're exercising. That will help to uh, stimulate, um, you know, calories being burned. And really, that's the important thing when it comes to managing your weight. Right? Is burning more calories than you consume. So mm. exercise is a great um, option for that. But sleep is also super important for this as well to maintain a healthy metabolism. We know that people who don't sleep enough, and enough is really at least seven hours a night, um, if they're not sleeping enough or if they're getting poor quality sleep, 
their risk for obesity is much higher, and it's typically because they're eating more calories at night. And we just talked about why that could be a, a problem. So um, if you're trying to, to you know, boost your metabolism to the extent possible, then things like sleeping, um, exercising, eating foods that are rich in, in fiber, um, which isn't going to contribute energy to be burned, those are all kind of things that we should be doing anyway, but they also have that beneficial effect on metabolism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, also, uh, not just for our metabolism, but diseases uh, that can also be caused by eating too close to bedtime. Uh, are there any such diseases? I think really anything that's associated with excess weight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your chronic diseases like diabetes or, yeah. or cardiovascular disease are at higher risk. Mm-hmm. And obesity also uh, plays an important risk factor for certain cancers as well. Uh And then if you have uh, conditions like um, uh, gastric or esophageal reflux, uh, heartburn, things like this, that can be uh, promoted or exacerbated if you're eating the wrong things, especially right before bed. So there's a variety of of conditions and diseases that may be, um, uh, you may experience higher risk for if you're eating too close to bedtime. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you, you mentioned eating the wrong thing. So I, I know quite a few people, and I've, I have been uh, guilty of this myself as well, um, having dinner slightly early um, so that there, there is a, a gap in between your dinner and, and, and by the time that you go to sleep. But but then right before uh, sort of going to sleep when you're winding down, you've got your feet up, or you're maybe watching television um, um, before sleeping, you have a cup of tea, maybe maybe a few biscuits, or, or, or an angel delight few. or so, something I, I, something I, I, I like that. the word few you mean the whole packet <laughs> <laughs> so what's 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 the verdict on that then right so so if we one of the interesting things that may be contributing to to issues with like eating you know late at night and mm-hmm. things like that is that we have a, a gut microbiome these are bacteria and other you know bugs in our in our gut that help us to digest food. Mm-hmm. And the food that we digest, some of those, those um, products that come from that digestion are actually really important for our um, mental health. And they actually help to um, promote the production of a compound called serotonin. Mm-hmm. And serotonin helps us to um, regulate our mood, but also our appetite um, and, and things like that. So when you're eating late at night and you're choosing things that are delicious, like crisps <laughs> yeah. or cookies or biscuits or, or whatever, um, that's feeding the wrong bacteria. Yeah. Um, those are the bacteria that are going to promote, um, you know, perhaps uh, diminished mental health or, or weight gain. Whereas if you're choosing some healthy snacks, and, and I don't think that it's wrong, you know, it's really hard to fall asleep when you're hungry, right? So mm-hmm. having a little bit of food before bed is is appropriate um, if, if that's how your body works. Yeah. So things like, you know, a handful of nuts, um, those are going to contain some protein, some fiber, some heart-healthy fats, and then adding a little bit of carbohydrate so that we can have like all three macronutrients, carbs, protein, and fat, um, gives you sort of sustained um, feelings of fullness without mm-hmm. being you know, overly full and uncomfortable for bed. So, you know, something like fruit or yogurt, um, even some breakfast cereal um, would give you some of those carbs. And so those foods are going to feed that good, healthy bacteria 
and hopefully help you to, to not only sleep, but to, to feel better in terms of your mental health and, and so on. So, mm-hmm. um, But it's important to remember that those bacteria also have a circadian rhythm just like we do. And they're working hardest in the morning, and they want to sleep at night. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so you have to kind of consider their, their um, circadian rhythm as well. And that's why we, I think we see a lot of people who do shift work mm-hmm. have trouble you know, maintaining their weight because... Um, as they as they eat, they're they're forcing their bacteria who would rather be sleeping to, yeah. <laughs> to be um, helping them with digestion. Um, Professor, we sometimes, I mean, in in social media, mainstream media, magazines, be it for men or women, either way, there's sometimes so many articles who talk about healthy eating. We talk about um, weight gain, and we talk about diets. Surely. Um, enjoying food should be celebrated as well? And if so, what is uh, enjoying good food? What is an ideal healthy meal? I think, I absolutely agree with you that we should enjoy food. And a lot of times, you know, based on societal pressure, we may feel like we need to look a certain way and and do certain things around our diet. We may be influenced by celebrities and and things like that. And I think, um, I, I wish I had the, the magic solution. If I did, I would be very, very wealthy. <laughs> um, but I think, again, like we talked about, um, trying to make a, an effort to make sure that you're eating protein, fat, and carbs at, at kind of each eating occasion, whether that's a meal or a snack, that's going to give you the building blocks that you need to maintain not only your physical health, but your mental health as well. It that combination of, of macronutrients, carbs, fat, protein, gives you sustained energy so that you're not kind of constantly reaching for more food. It can kind of help level out your appetite um, and, and really support your efforts, if, if that's what you're doing, to, to maintain a healthy body weight. So those kinds of concepts, I think, are um, easy to understand but often difficult to implement, right? Because yep. when I reach for the biscuits, um, I'm, I'm not getting a, a terribly well-balanced. I, I am getting all the macronutrients, but I'm a little low on protein, and I'm pretty high in fat and probably high in carbohydrate as well. So, so thinking about um, trying to eat less processed foods will help with that. So, so a moderate amount of carbs, protein, fat, um, and, and, you know, um, and, and protein, you know, is is the is the ideal meal because the reason I ask that and and, and I kind of like the answer that it in, involves everything is because nowadays it's about well you got to be on a high protein diet or you got to be on a low carb diet or you got to be on a high fat diet mm. so there are so many mixed messages that so called experts sometimes um, you know go on to. Uh, these uh, influencing platforms where the youth get confused. And as you so rightly said, we, we live in a, in a society where people are always following and want to look like what they see uh, in, 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 mm-hmm. in the media. So it, it's, it's, good to, it's good to hear that you, you need to have a moderate bit of everything to get a, to get a healthy, balanced meal. That, you're absolutely right, and and it's not that uh, you know I'm I'm a registered dietitian. Some people think of us as the food police. We're we're definitely not. I enjoy chocolate and and biscuits and just as much as the next person. But 
I, I try to, you know, enjoy those foods, really savor them as I eat them. And then that sometimes helps prevent you from over consuming things mm. that might not be the best for us. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about moderation, isn't it? Is. it? It's it's all about keeping that balance. And that's exactly what Islam teaches us as that's well. Right. That even if it's something like like worshipping, which is our fundamental duty, right? Even that is done in moderation. Yep. God Almighty hasn't mm. told us that we should go out into the jungles and just pray 24-7. And similarly, uh, like you're saying as well, uh, Dr. Taka, it's not about only eating healthy foods. It's about enjoying food as well. Um, and if we don't enjoy the food that we eat, then we're just going to go to our uh, those those other options, isn't it? Uh, those comfort foods. And, and that's obviously uh, not beneficial for anyone. And over here, whilst we're talking about mental health, um this is this is something which is so important uh and and the way that we eat and the balanced diet that we have has a huge part to play is, in that as well isn't it I, I think you're absolutely right and you know anytime you make any kind of extreme change in, in whatever you're doing whether it's diet or something else there's always sort of you, you might be able to maintain that for a while hmm. but you always kind of come back and and sometimes if you think about like a pendulum, like you go all the way to the left and then all of a sudden you go all the way back to yeah, the right. Yeah. If you're very restrictive in your eating, you may be able to maintain that for a short amount of time. But then, you know, something uh, triggers you to, to in, you know, eat that entire package of crisps or, or biscuits or whatever. And, and you feel, you know, maybe you feel feelings of shame or of low self self-worth. And that's, that's not a relationship that you want to have with food. So, um, you know, if that is something that people are struggling with, they they should seek, you know, um, help from professionals to to really heal that relationship with food so that they can take joy in eating things that are healthy and good for you, as well as enjoying, again, the things that um, we should be eating less of, but Mm -hmm. still have time to enjoy, right? I I think that's so fantastic. Uh, It's, to have joy in eating exactly it it mm-hmm. is so simple yet so true yeah um you know mm-hmm. uh, people work hard all their lives they sweat blood working hard all day to get a wage packet to get good food on the table isn't that the basics of life <laughs> exactly uh, mm-hmm. yet we get we got we've got to a point in society we compromise that yeah, most certainly. Uh, Dr. Robin Tucker, thank you for, for being with us. It was, uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, and we hope you have a wonderful day ahead as well. Peace be on you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. That was Dr. Robin Tucker, uh, who's an associate professor in the Department of Food Science and Human Nutrition at Michigan State University. Uh, she studies the effects of sleep problems like insufficient and poor uh, quality sleep on nutrition-related health outcomes like weight gain and diabetes. Sharing her expertise uh, with us, um, and with that, we're going to be going straight to our second guest for the show, Dr. Simon Steenson. Um, he is a uh, graduated from the University of Nottingham. Uh, with a bachelor's in uh, nutritional biochemistry after which he spent 18 months working as a researcher within the Medical Research Council's Human Nutrition Research Unit in Cambridge. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. 
Oh, hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Good morning and thank you for being with us. Um, We're speaking about um, um, how our eating um, may affect and benefit our mental health as well, especially daytime eating. Um, That's the article that we've been speaking about today. Um, The first question that we wanted to actually ask you was, apart from meal timing, could you give us some tips of what a healthy, balanced diet should consist of, please? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all know that it's important to, you know, to be healthy and balanced in what we eat. But, um, you know, what does that mean? I mean, the first thing that we can be looking to, to base our diet on is plenty of fresh fruit and vegetables. And it's important to remember that it doesn't just need to, well, so, uh, it can also have not just fresh, but also so frozen or canned vegetables as well. And these can be Often, maybe sometimes cheaper. They can. They might be more convenient. They might also help to cut down on waste as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but alongside that, as well, basing our meals around some kind of um, starchy carb foods as well is is a good idea. So things like um, bread or rice, uh, pasta, uh, pita breads, ch- chapatis. But going for sort of whole grain or brown versions where we can, and that's good because because they include more uh, fiber in our diet. Then, but um, another important aspect, of course, is is protein, as we as we already heard, but I think it's worth saying that it's good if we try to have a variety of proteins in our diet and to, to try and include um, plenty of plant, uh, plant sources as well. So thinking about things like uh, beans, peas, lentils, um, these are good because they also contain fiber and, and other nutrients as well. So we can include some uh, leaner meat uh, or fish or eggs, of course, alongside this. Um, also, other things that might be good, uh, again, that we don't tend to eat enough of, there's something like um, canned oily fish for example. So it could be mm-hmm. something like a salmon or mackerel. And that contains uh, heart-healthy um, omega-3 fats as well. And, and it could also be quite, uh, quite an affordable and convenient source as well of, mm. of, uh, of protein, particularly this time. So um, yeah, we can maybe also think as well about uh, dairy <coughs> foods within that. So going for those that are lower fat and, uh, and preferably without ad- added sugar, though. So I think those are some of the main components, really. I mean, if if I may take you just one step back, you talked about the the sure. five five a day. Yes. Could you kind of? It, it might sound such a bizarre question. What is the five a day? Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good question, and uh, I think it's something that we all have heard of. But I think it's a really good message. It's been out there for a long time, but unfortunately, we know at the moment in the UK we're we're falling short of the of the at least five portions a day of fruit and veg yep. um it's important to stress as well that that's you know that should be ideally at least you know we can aim for for more than that but we know it, it is difficult often to get enough fruit and veg into our diets the reason so, so that is a now, minimum that, yeah. that that so when we talk about five a day that is actually a minimum requirement um, I wouldn't say that yeah, requirement, but it, you know, it's, it's something that we sh- we're sort of kind of aiming for, really, as a, a as a target. I mean, where it comes from is some is some research actually um, showing um, from a lot of different studies put together that if we eat about 400 grams or or, or so of, of fruit and vegetables per day, that 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 can have a protective effect on the risk of a lot of different um, chronic diseases, things uh, things such as uh, car- uh, cardiovascular disease or cancer risk, and so that's where this comes from, and how it actually feeds down is that a portion or one of our five a day should ideally be about 80 grams um so we can all of course we can weigh that out but that might be something like uh, a, a um a handful of cherry tomatoes for example um maybe a couple of small satsumas and that is about what um uh, 
one of our five a day sort of looks like and it's important as well to to say that well i mentioned protein sources in there so things like pulses can also count towards a maximum of one of our five a day oh, okay. um, and also juices and smoothies as well but we need to be a bit careful with those because they do also have acids and sugars in there that can that can be bad for teeth so try to limit those to maybe one small glass but we can put put all of those things together to so, try so and hit that uh, five a day target co- cooked vegetables they would be deemed as a five a day um yes yeah yeah absolutely yeah so all all fruit and veg count i think that's important you know to to reiterate again so they can be fresh or frozen or canned um if they can it's best of course to try to go for those that don't have any um sort of added sugar or salt uh frozen can be very convenient of course and um these can be put into well it, it can be done maybe in in the microwave or i think uh, at home the other night actually we had some straight into the oven from the freezer that turned out pretty well so there are different options for how we can do this um, we could also work them into healthier snacks as well as an option so particularly we're talking about um for example shift workers or well everyone else who is busy and might be out the house for long days so having something like maybe um, if it's possible to prepare it in advance and maybe put it in the fridge, something like some vegetable sticks or even a piece of fruit like a banana, an apple, a satsuma can be a really good way to try and get towards that target. And these are also, it's also good to remember that fruit and vegetables, they don't have a lot of energy generally in them, but they do also, but they do have fiber and other essential, uh, other essential nutrients. So they can make for a healthy snack. Mm. You, you spoke about um, the, the, all of the nutrients that we need to to, to have within our balanced diet, and and of course, uh, you mentioned, for instance, uh, fish, um, omega threes, uh, proteins, mm-hmm. and other such things as well. If we don't get enough um, of these nutrients uh, through our our main sources of meals per day, is it a good idea to supplement them with um, uh, tablets and with protein uh, powder shakes and th- things of that sort? Or do you think it should be just natural um, nutrients that we intake? Yeah, that's an excellent question it's true and of course it's you know it's it, it's not easy we you know we we all find it difficult to to try to stay on course you know with our with our diet to be to be healthy and balanced every day i mean this ideally is the best way we can try to get those nutrients into our diet because of course they come along with a lot of other things especially mm-hmm. in in whole foods like fruits vegetables uh, dairy foods pulses etc yeah um they can give us not just those nutrients, but other things as well. For example, some bioactive compounds in fruit and vegetables, um, fiber I mentioned, which is something we, we don't get enough of on average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we should be aiming for about 30 grams a day to keep our, our, our gut healthy and also reduce the risk of, of some diseases. But we struggle to, to get to that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be, it can be difficult to, to do, yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and lastly, there, what is the link between an increased uh, risk of mental health issues and late night eating? Yeah, um, well, I think it's a, it's a fascinating area of research, certainly, in terms of how when we eat can link to our natural circadian rhythms, like we heard about ju- just now from Dr. Tucker. And, but I think it is still an emerging area. Um, as well and there are there are um, some studies for example by the same research group uh, that that you were talking about they did an earlier study showing that um, only eating during the day in a similar um, study design actually improved the glucose response of people mm-hmm. um, which then that of course can be important because it's a risk factor for, for things such as such as diabetes and it has been shown that there's a potential association between 
people who have uh, between people who have poorer glucose control and a higher risk of depression. And we also know that people who work shifts as well have about 25 to 40 percent higher risk of uh, of depression and anxiety as well. And that could be very important because in the UK, uh, a survey earlier this year found that there are almost 4 million shift workers in the UK. So this is definitely an important area. Um, but I think at the moment, um, we still don't quite know enough to be able to really make firm recommendations. But it's certainly a good idea when it comes to trying to, for example, get a good night's sleep if we're, if we're lucky enough not to be going to work in the evening um, to, for example, be thinking about not having things like caffeine too close to going to bed um, and also trying to think about um, how the environment as well where we sleep so having it um, having it cool enough and also thinking about how we can wind down as well uh, mentally before we go to sleep so trying to avoid too much screen time um, so perhaps maybe trying to read for a bit first instead mm -hmm. um, and also as well when we've got a lot of things on our minds it can also help to perhaps make a list of things we need to do the next day or things that are worrying us um, and alongside that as well we know that during the day as we, as we heard already that trying to be more active can also be good for our health yeah. so I think the important point really here is that a healthy and balanced diet certainly is very uh, very important and we're learning more and more about its role in mental health but there are other things as well we can do and it's trying to put all of those pieces together really I think to, to try to look after our our mental health and have better sleep um, one final question uh, if I may what effect or does seasons have an effect on the way people eat and on their mental and physical health um yeah i mean that's that's the very good uh, question and I'm, um i'm not sh i'm not sure particularly about how it may affect for example the sort of circadian rhythms that we've heard about but of mm -hmm. course we all know at this time of year it's it's getting dark earlier you know we, we might feel a bit more sluggish when we when we get home for example in the evening and i think as you were talking about before it can be easy to maybe just want to get on the sofa maybe yep. have a bit of uh, a bit of comfort food before mm. <laughs> before going to bed but i think it's uh, you know it's important we try to maybe kind of go for some sort of uh, you know healthier options if we can so you could have something like um maybe a, a low-fat yogurt and some fruits um, or maybe something like some um, uh, rye crackers for example so something that doesn't quite contain as much energy isn't too fatty or sugary for example before before going to bed if you want to kind of um, um, have a little have a little snack then but um, in terms of this time of year it's very good um, that you mention it because one thing we should be doing from from now through to springtime is making sure that we do have some vitamin D as a supplement. Yep. So ideally, um, a supplement that has about 10 micrograms. So that's not milli, but micrograms, which is uh, a smaller unit. And um, you can find those in, for example, uh, the supermarkets are available as tablets or sprays. And it, that's important because um, during the months of autumn and winter, we can't make enough vitamin D naturally from, for even if it's a sunny day like it um, is this morning here and hopefully is where you are too. Mm. Um, we can't make enough vitamin D. So that's a very important thing to, to think about during the winter time. Awesome point. Awesome point. Thank okay. you for that. Uh, Dr. Simon Steen, uh, Steenson, thank you for, for being with us, uh, for answering our questions, sharing your insight into this very in important topic. Um, and we hope you have a wonderful day ahead as well. Peace be on you, thank sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0208-687-7878 is the number for you to call. That was uh, Dr. St- uh, Simon Steenson, uh, who's graduated from, from the University of Nottingham uh, with a bachelor's in nutritional biochemistry, after which he spent 18 months working as a researcher within the Medical Research uh, Council's Human uh, Nutrition uh, Research Unit in Cambridge, sharing his thoughts with us. Um we uh, are going to be listening to a quick uh, audio clip of uh, His Holiness in which he gives us guidance uh, about depression and mental health as well as it's very much uh, related to this topic at hand. My question is, depression and anxiety are becoming very common these days. Hazur, can you please provide guidance regarding this matter and what is your view about mental health? It is because... uh we have we are involved too much in uh, materialistic things. The the preference order of our desires and our wishes has changed. And instead of seeking Allah's love and Allah's closeness, we are running after worldly things. Hmm? This is the main cause of it. And uh, when your desires are not fulfilled you cannot uh, get whatever you want, then you become frustrated. And then that frustration leads to anxiety. So this is what Allah Ta'ala has said in the Holy Quran, Allah that remembrance of Allah is the best way for the satisfaction of your heart. Right? So if you remember Allah, whenever you have any problem, you bow before Allah, you offer your five daily prayers fervently, sincerely, then Allah will give comfort and satisfy your heart. Right? And resultantly, you will feel comfortable and better. And uh, most of the patients nowadays who are having uh, this anxiety problem are because they are too much inclined towards worldly things. So, if you try to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, then at least 80% of your anxiety will finish. Okay? So, you are lucky that Allah Ta'ala has given you the chance to be the member of that community who is following the the reformer of the age, the promised Messiah, whose advent was foretold. So he has asked us that instead of running after worldly things, you try to get closer to your Creator, and that is that will give you satisfaction and comfort. Okay. Jazakallah. Okay. Assalamualaikum. That was His Holiness, the current worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Azim Azam Masood Ahmad. May Allah strengthen his hand, uh, sharing some guidance in regards to depression and mental health. And with that, we're going to be going straight to our next guest for the show, Dr. David Krepers Kiei. Um, he has worked in the mental health sector for over 30 years, in which he has developed national service user, uh, user networks in England, Scotland, and Wales. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Good morning, and welcome to the breakfast show. 
Good morning, and, and thank you for inviting me. And it's been a really interesting program so far, so I'm looking forward to contributing. Oh, you're, you're welcome, and thank you so, so much for your kind words as well. Um, and, and we're also uh, looking forward for this conversation as well. We do have a few questions lined up for you. Um, okay. And uh, and the first one that we wanted to ask you was in regards to the, the latest research um, and how what it tells us about the relationship between meal times and mental health. It's another piece in the jigsaw. So we, um, the, the relationship between food and eating and mental health is a complicated one, which we're still trying to understand. Hmm. Um, and I, I, what this contributes, this research, it, it, it looks at um, some of the factors that may disrupt your mental health, <clears throat> and in particular shift working, and um, the role that food plays in ha- in helping to set your body clock. So when when we eat it, it does a whole range of things it gives you energy for for the activities that we do throughout the day and night um it uh but it it also helps set your body clock so um previous speakers have talked about the circadian rhythm the way we understand night and day and we get a lot of that information through through light and dark uh, and again, that's one of the reasons why our mood changes during the seasons. Mm. But also, when we eat, um, tells our body what time of day it is as well. And, and one of the things that this particular piece of research is saying is that um, for, for shift workers and night workers, um, that um, their body clock is disrupted because we're not really designed to work overnight. We're designed to work during the day and sleep during the night. But for many people who have to work during the night, uh, that can cause quite a lot of problems for their mental health. One of the ways that they might be able to address that is actually um, eating during the day um, rather than eating during the night. Now, that that sounds a little bit strange, and I I had to read it really carefully um, because you you kind of think if you're working at night, then you're going to be eating at night. But actually, what what this research says is that um, your body is disrupted less if even if you're working at night, you're, you're actually eating during the day. Um, so, so, so this is a this is a really interesting piece of work, uh, and certainly if you're a shift worker or a night worker, it it, it, it seems like one of the things that you can do to help um, reduce the disruption to your mental health is to is is to eat during the day rather than eat during the night. Um, Doctor, does the frequency of how many times you eat make a difference? Because so many times people talk about, well, you must eat less, you must eat small portions five times a day or six times a day, or some people talk about three times a day, and then we come across intermittent fasting. Yep. Is there, is there, uh, are they all correct? And it depends on the individual's body clock? Well, these are things that are going to have a, a change your risk of developing mental health problems. So they're, they're definitely not magic ones. They're definitely mm. not going to, we, we can't say for certain that um, things will help, but there is definitely evidence that um, intermittent fasting can help the way your body processes food. Uh, and I think there, it, it, there are definitely associations between good mental health and particular eating habits. And having good gaps between eating your food does seem to have positive effects on your mental health uh, and reduce risks to your mental health. We don't really understand why, but, but certainly in terms of um, intermittent fasting, uh, there is something called ketosis, uh, which... 
just helps your body uh, reset a little bit. And, and there definitely is growing evidence that that is good for some things. We don't entirely know how that works for your mental health. But one of the things that we do know about eating that is very good for your mental health is um, eating together and, and, and using mealtimes as an opportunity for social connection. And, and there is a lot of evidence now that uh, eating together is, is really good for your mental health and, and eating alone puts your mental health at risk. So however we choose to eat, if we do use it as an opportunity for getting together uh, and interacting socially, whether that's within families or, or whole communities, then there's, there's good evidence that that's really positive for your mental health. If, if I may forgive my naive question, Doctor, what, what is good mental health? Well, <laughs> it's not a naive question at all. We, we spend a lot of time thinking about it. Um, we think about good mental health as um, your ability to cope with everything that life throws at you. So um, nobody is happy all the time. Uh, hopefully nobody is sad all the time. Um, but good mental health is about having the uh, the skills and support to get through the bad times and enjoy the good times. Uh, and one of the things that we know about good mental health is that there are things that improve your ability to cope with difficulties and improve your ability to get the best out of the good times. Uh, and a lot of your, uh, and your, your earlier speakers have spoken about some of those things uh, like exercise, like social interaction, like getting together. And food is a really good contributor to that. So, so eating well and eating together, um, just they, they will, they'll, they'll lift your mood, they'll reduce your risk of depression, uh, they can make you feel less anxious, they can give you opportunities to share um, and to talk to each other and just... Um, help people cope with the bad times, uh, but also make the most of the good times. And I, I guess that's what we mean by mental health. Fantastic. Thank you, Doctor. Um, uh, also, we, we've spoken about the circadian rhythm um, and uh, and the time of uh, uh, daylight that we have, uh, and, and of course, eating within the, the daylight hours rather than nighttime. Um, yep. But uh, what I wanted to ask was, what about some places, um, for instance, uh, in Norway, where where the sun shines continuously from, let's say, April the tenth to August the twenty third, or or, yep. or or in Iceland, uh, where the daylight hours in June are, are about twenty to twenty two hours as well, is can we change our system so that it adapts to um, the climate sort of, we live in? Exactly, yeah. Uh, well, we uh, what we what we we know is that things like seasonally affective disorder, so the the, the way your mood varies with the seasons does change across the globe. So um, the nearer the poles you live, the more likely you are to be affected by seasonally affective disorder. Now, we um, pe- people are really designed to, to, to work during daylight hours and sleep during nighttime hours. So mm-hmm. um, you, you almost have this kind of, if you live closer to the poles, so in, in Norway, I mean, I, I've done some really interesting work in Norway, uh, when I've been there in the summer, I found it really difficult to sleep. <laughs> you, you get you get you get really energized. You 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 you, have, you appreciate um, the black blinds. <laughs> you absolutely, you absolutely do. Um, and and I have to say, I I 
I quite like the, the winters in Norway. I oh, find okay. it quite charming. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but, but it, it, uh, my wife much prefers the summer. She loves the daylight. She loves the long days, and she finds that very energizing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it does affect different people differently. Um, when we, you know, if we spend all our life in a particular community that, that you know, has that, those those patterns of the seasons, you do get used to them. You, you, you inevitably do more in the summer, you inevitably do less in the winter and so on. Uh, if, you're, if you live nearer the equator, um, then you're, you're kind of cushioned from that. You're, 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 your days and nights stay the same all year round and, and, and you don't have to make those adjustments. You probably make different adjustments. You, you then you, know, you adjust to things like the to rainy seasons, tropical yeah. storms and so on. So we, we kind of get used to the weather we're brought up from when it changes and that could be due to climate change or because we move to a different part of the world then that definitely does have an effect on our our mental health and it takes us a while to get used to it Mm. um and and that's another that's another time when when sharing experiences with people you know i know i know people whose families have moved across the across the globe and one generation moves first and another generation follows and and sharing that experience and learning over those generations and, and you know Coming, coming to the UK um, from a, let's say, a sunnier climate where, where, <laughs> where, where you're less used to the amount of rain and darkness that we have, it takes a bit of getting used to. So, um, you know, bringing some of the sunshine from other parts of the world to us it benefits all of us, but it does take a little bit of getting used to. Most certainly, most, most certainly. Um, and, and just lastly there, um, do you think the negative effects of late-night eating are worse for children than for for adults, or do you think it's uh, across the spectrum? For uh, it's the same uh, sort of uh, problems that we all face. I, I think it, it's it's a, it's an interesting question. We we don't really know. What we do know is that um, you know, genuinely, um, young people need more sleep than older people. Mm-hmm. The the amount of sleep you need does change. So yeah. your 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 daily rhythms are going to be different. <clears throat> we also know that. Um, Younger people, um, in my experience, and certainly when when I was younger, I, I spent a lot more time being more active later at night. So you can you if you if you've been out socialising, then you're probably going to eating is part yeah. of that. Yeah. So it is part of that social activity. Um, if you're you know where it becomes a problem for your mental health is definitely when it starts to affect your sleep. So um, what uh, what your last speaker said about making sure that you wind down before bedtime mm-hmm. and, and don't have a huge meal just before going to bed. Um, that is probably going to disrupt your sleep if you do it a lot. And that is probably going to have an impact on your mental health. But, um, you know, a, a, a good balanced approach to these things is probably is, is probably mentally healthy. And, and you definitely don't want to get <laughs> worrying about being worried because that definitely won't do your mental health any good. Yeah, yeah. No, no, most certainly. Most certainly. Um, Dr. David Kreppers, uh, Kay, thank you for, for being with us, for answering our questions. Um, and it was a lovely uh, discussion and we hope to hear from you sometime in the future as well. Lovely. Uh, and thank yeah. you for letting me join you. L- likewise. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Peace be on you, sir. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you to call. Um, Doctor uh, David Krepuskier, um has worked in the mental health sector for over thirty years, in which he has developed national service user networks in England, Scotland, and Wales. Uh, he was sharing his thoughts with us um, and answering our questions um, as well, and some some very. 
uh, interesting things that we've learned from from all of our guests today, isn't it? Some some uh, some some eye openers as well. You know, from the 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 benefit of speaking to experts, and and these guys are experts because they have spent time in studying and researching these fuels, is that all of them have talked about moderation. They've all talked about balanced. They've talked about common sense things. And it's it's good to hear from, from you know, I suppose from a listener's perspective thinking, well, hold on, these are doctors and professors. They've spent their lives on researching these topics compared to these people who turn up on social media and 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 kind of come up with their own um you know um, um answers to a lot of these challenges and these are serious challenges yeah that, that and that's the difference whereas where the experts we've spoken to they have taken these challenges in a very serious basis because they understand and realize the effects these mental health challenges have on society mm. whereas people on social media to them it's about the social media it's about the ratings yeah not the topic that they are talking about yeah so it's good to hear uh, experts and and um, um, and and uh, you know professors and doctors who have um, who who can um, come up with some um, some sound solutions to some of the challenges uh, that society faces today. Yeah, no, no, most certainly, most certainly. Um, and just coming towards the end uh, of the show now, I mean, one thing that we always need to keep in mind is uh, in regards to our relationship with our Creator, with God Almighty. And, and the best way to do this is, of course, through prayer. Um, and this is the, and the reason why I'm saying this is because this is actually the key to mental strength and to comfort as well. Um, there's a verse of the Holy Quran, um, chapter 13, verse 29, which many of our listeners, uh, regular listeners, will be well aware of, maybe even memorized by now. And that is that those who believe and whose hearts find comfort in the remembrance of Allah, aye, it is in the remembra- remembrance of Allah that hearts can find comfort. Um, similarly, in chapter 2, verse 46, we read, And seek help with patience and prayer. And this indeed is hard except for the humble in spirit. Um, Lastly, uh, another verse that I would like to share uh, from the Holy Quran again is from chapter 16, verse 43. And it states that those who are steadfast and put uh, their trust in their Lord. uh, And of course, it's referring to those people um, who are successful and who are dear to God Almighty as well. And this is something which we always need to keep in mind that whenever we're, uh, I mean, obviously this topic was related to our our mental health um, as well as our physical health because obviously we're speaking about what we consume and our our nutrition and our diets um, um, and, the, and the effect that it has and the, the timing um, of eating, the effect that it has on our mental health as well. Um, all of these things need to be kept in mind um, to to ensure a balanced and healthy lifestyle. 
um, and this is which uh, this is something which one of our guests mentioned as well. These, when it comes to healthy diets, uh, this is of course an, an imperative thing. But this is just one of many things that we need to keep in mind. Um, of course, um, exercise is also there, and likewise with prayer as well. And this brings us to an end for today's show. Thank you for everyone who was involved. Our guests, the researchers and producers. Here is the nine o'clock news.